Hello. 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 Welcome back to our work in progress. I don't know what I was going to say. I was going to say our episode. Welcome our back to another episode of Our Work in Progress. Yes. Today we have a very special guest. His name is Siki Nar. Hello. He's cool. Hello. Um, hello. <laughs> so get excited because we're going to be interviewing a really cool person. Yes. Or I've heard he's really cool. So. I think he's really cool. So, yeah. Get excited. <laughs> okay. Woo! <laughs> 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 um, first thing, though, Sheridan. How's your week been? Um, it's been good. It's been a week since I got back from London, and I've yeah. been struggling with um, jet lag. But I'm okay now. I mm-hmm. have gotten back to a normal sleep schedule, and I'm no longer tired all the time. That's good. Um, but other than that, I've just been seeing family, seeing friends, driving a lot. <laughs> um, yeah. I've been watching a lot of kitchen nightmares in my bed, um, <laughs> playing from my Alexa that I bought myself. Oh, you got, d- so did you get the, uh, like the Echo Dot or like the No, I got the like next best one. Hey, let's go. Yeah. It was expensive and I'm poor now, <laughs> but it's okay. <laughs> hey, I, I got, I have a Google Home and so, and I really like it, but I spent a lot of money on it. So I, I understand. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's pretty much all I've been doing, though. That's that's that. How was your week, Sikinar? Um, yes. Ooh. My week Ooh, has yes, been <laughs> pretty, pretty cool, actually. I just recently moved, and I'm kind of right in the middle of all that. So it's, like, exciting, but exhausting. <laughs> uh, I can imagine. I'm about to move, so. Ugh. Yeah, no, me too. We're yeah. all... We're all about. Well, I'm, b- I'm about to move to Arizona for school, and and uh, yeah, so that's that's gonna be crazy. In a week from today, I will be driving a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's so far. Yeah. Are you excited? It's gonna be t- four days of driving eight hours straight. So. Oh my god, that's like worse m- than my drive. Yeah, I shouldn't even complain about my drive. Yeah, it's gonna be pretty nuts. Because uh, I'm going across the entire country, basically from like Chicago to to Phoenix, so that's insane. That's y- crazy. Yeah, I have one day of eleven hour, eleven hours of driving, and then one day of like four hours of driving. So see, that sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it should be interesting. What did you well, do this week, Mateo? Well, um. Well. Well. This is my last. This is my last week at uh at the job I've been working at for the last two years. So, uh, that's oh. that's pretty crazy. Tomorrow is my last day, which is nuts. Um, one of my coworkers is actually going to be coming in to hang out a bit, so that it's not so like we have everyone there, and it's gonna, it's gonna be real sad, uh, because I love everyone there, but uh, it'll it'll be cool to wow. have some time off before going away to gather stuff and pack stuff and, yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> it's, it's Are gonna you be like insane. sad to leave your job? Oh, I'm so sad. I like, I was on um on Thursday. I was my my coworker was leaving. Who wasn't like he's not working on Saturday with me. He's the one who's coming in, and he. Uh, I was like, it's been great working with you, and I like almost cried, and yeah, it's gonna be real sad to to, to leave, but 
and they're gonna put my name on the on the the rip board of everyone who's worked there. So. The yeah. wall of fame. Yeah. Wall of fame. Mm-hmm. I'm a fame. I'll be famous at the store. <laughs> That's oh my god. <laughs> but um, yeah. I mean, besides that, like, just a lot of work around the house to to get things ready. Um, a lot of last minute hanging out with friends. Like I hung out with Sheridan a couple times. That was pretty oh, yeah. cool. Like yeah. almost nearly two days in a row. Yeah, it was great. There was a day in between. It was <laughs> yeah. great. It's so fun. And I'm hoping to see you again. Yes. To record some Armic in progress. We have mm. to. So We have to. We yeah. are obligated by <laughs> law. Just kidding. <laughs> there's Just, a contract. There's a there's a contract. <laughs> um we control it. Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah. That made it sound so so boring. Like or like <laughs> scary, I guess. Like I I have to go over there to your house and record yeah, this. Come over or to else my house. somebody will or kill me or something. Hey, no, you'll just be <laughs> you'll just be sued and uh Can I quit? <laughs> I well Is of it? course. <laughs> I don't want you to though. <laughs> Are we in progress is now looking for another co-host? Uh, <laughs> hey, Sicky. I have, I have left. <laughs> um, but but yeah. yeah, we have um, our third ever guest here today, and I'm very excited. Thank you for agreeing to be on our our work in progress. Literally, like we're a mess, but like yeah. it's it's okay because <laughs> it's a work yeah, in progress. I'm, a, I'm excited. This seems like a really cool project you got going here, so I'm happy to be a part of it. <laughs> oh, thank We're you. Happy I'm going to cry. I am excited to talk to you because word on the street is you were a world champion at one point, so I'm excited to get into that and know all of those that story. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> Shall we get into it? Yes, yeah, so, Sikinar. Tell, tell yeah. us about yourself a little bit. <laughs> about me? Um, yeah. I live in California, and nice. I, I've i been speedrunning, or I started speedrunning maybe about three, three years ago, three and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, I studied music, and I'm a musician. Uh, I like to play music a little bit, write stuff. And oh, yes. do you play instruments? Yeah, my my main instrument is the bassoon. <gasps> yeah, it's like a. <laughs> it's, it, you, most people, you just have to like Google image it, and then you'll see it and be like, oh yeah, it's it's that thing. <laughs> I want to. Okay, I already have a question. Why? Why the bassoon? When I was like twelve, I went to this like workshop thing for a music program in my junior high, and you could try a bunch of stuff and. Uh-huh. This guy had a bassoon, and like it was one of the ones I tried, and like I guess I don't know, like when I was playing it, it was a mix of me. Just I like kind of it was kind of different, and he was like, "Yeah, you seem like you know, like you kind of have like a, you, you kind of have an act for uh, you know the bassoon a little bit." And so then I kind of wow. just was like, "Okay, I'll give this a shot," and I just kind of you know kept going with it since then. That is awesome. I had a similar thing with uh with the oboe. I used to play oboe in uh in elementary school. We had like a workshop kind of the same thing, and um, I just went to s- to play the oboe, and they were like, "Oh, you have you have an ear for the oboe." So I played the oboe for like a year what? and a half. I didn't know this. I'm the only one who <laughs> didn't do anything cool with music. I played the piano one time. Hey, that's cool. Piano's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Piano's dope. It's not that cool, okay? I wish I was better at the piano. 
Honestly, me too, <laughs> actually. <laughs> um, um. Oh. Um. <laughs> so, Sikinar, um, because Sheridan doesn't know too much about speedrunning, and I know I've explained it my fair share of times, but if you were to explain it to her who doesn't really know... I don't really, know anything. Yeah. I'm a beginner. I'm what, less than a beginner. How would you explain speedrunning to her? If I had to kind of summarize it, I would say it's, um, it's... You know, you're you're playing a game with the intention of getting from the beginning to the end as mm -hmm. fast as possible. Um, and it, it's kind of silly, yeah, to just basically just say that, but I think that's really that's the core of it. it sums and then it up, it, yeah. It's sort of like like the way I think of it is, you know, like if you play a game again and again and you like it, it people always put little parameters or requirements to, to challenges you know to make it more interesting and mm -hmm. one of the parameters that you can include on it is is is, is like a time-based requirement and think okay well yeah. if I'm on if I'm on the clock what can I do to beat it under you know this amount of time so not all games that can be speedrun like have like glitches or hacks right or do like most of them have those and are those accidents? Well, those I wouldn't accidents? say they're hacks. This is what I hacks know. is a little different. Yeah, I'd say like okay, the term like, glitch and the and things glitch. like that. It's kind of a that's kind of a, a sliding definition. And mm -hmm. I think in general, um, it's it's common for for most games to contain oversights that in some way or another can be exploited, or um, mm -hmm. you know to some varying degree, and something that you would consider like a glitch in one game kind of is, is glitch by sort of a different definition than like in other games just because you know when you code a game they're everything's kind of built differently and mm -hmm. um, it's uh, essentially it's like yeah that's that's how I would say it I'd say it's that is a fairly common occurrence uh, when it comes mm -hmm. to playing games that you figure out things that may like you know aren't intentional by the designers. Mm -hmm. Okay, so they're not intentional. How do people find these like glitches, though? Like... Say that too is it's a uh, it's kind of it's like maybe like a half and half. Um, yeah, a lot of the time, um, some of like the most miraculous glitches. It's just funny. Some of the things that maybe to this day you know have very little explanation are usually the kinds that are found just through experimentation or by like happenstance discovery. And then mm -hmm. what typically happens is it's not like you, like, well, I don't want to say, like, make generalizations, but um, something I see happen a lot is that there are these bizarre glitches that you you successfully achieve through, like, you know, when thousands upon thousands of people are playing a video game, you know, around the world, someone's going to do it, and then they're going to kind yeah. of uh, figure it out. And then from there, you, you almost, it's like you reverse engineer things, and you consider, like, what were they doing when this happened? Um, you know, um, what factors might be influencing, you know, causing them to have achieved the glitch, and then from trial and error, so it's almost like you're working backwards, because you know what you're trying to do, you know, you know what the outcome is, you're just trying uh -huh. to figure out the, the requirements to achieve it, so then when you can kind of, so when you kind of go all the way back to the start, and then you can go forward again and recreate it, it kind of is, um, 
it does look funny, you know, from like when you, from a third party perspective, and you see it, and you think like, like how did you, how did you intuit that this would result in this, you know? I think my mic may have cut out actually. Oops. My entire computer froze, so no problem. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I hear, I hear you, because your light was going green, but I was like, "Oh no, not here." So, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, wait, I had a question. Yeah. So when people find these glitches, do they they like tell other people about them, or do they kind of like keep it to themselves? Like, is it kind of a secret thing, or is it like, oh, well, everyone should know? You know what I mean? I think in terms of a of like the the community at large, they're it's there's sort of like um the, these days it's probably better than it ever has been in terms of documentation and distribution mm-hmm. of information for glitches yeah. and and oversights and tricks i'd say two of the reasons is well i think the biggest reason is any exploit you find or anything that you would you know potentially refrain from disclosing to someone um it's uh likely I'd, I'd imagine that would be with the intent of like withholding like a strategy that might be useful but at the same time it's like if you're going to utilize these things in a in a you know in a speedrun setting it's you're you're kind of a, you know you're exposing it to the community at large by you know recording it and documenting it in these runs so it's kind of it's kind of like a counterintuitive thing to to withhold it and then at the same time yeah the cases where there is you know someone will will you know people will approach them and ask them you know maybe how this or that works and then they kind of are more reluctant to give it generally there's this kind of like an etiquette that a lot of people subscribe to and it usually it's it's what's the word like to put it plainly it's like not it's not very kosher to do that and um that's generally how the community would, re- you know, react. Is it's uh, withholding strats is kind of it's like sportsmanship is yeah. what you could say it. Yeah. So like, but you guys are all kind of competing against each other. You know what I mean? Like, not only are you you're against the clock, like that's your main competitor, but like you're kind of competing against everyone else. You know what I mean? So is it like a competition? It. Yeah, there's like there's definitely two sides to to speed earning, which make it kind of an interesting um, type of mm-hmm. of of competition because there's the there's the the mentality of um, you're you're playing to to improve your time and you're playing to compare your time with other people and you know that's why leaderboards yeah. exist that's why the speedrun.com is such a such um, a pervasive, you know, part of, of the speedrun community because it's leaderboards. It puts your name on a chart and it puts you, you know, next to, you know, the next best person. And yeah. the other side of speedrunning, which you see with people, like with um, with I guess I don't want to get ahead of myself with like terms and stuff, but like 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 tool assisted speedrunning, um, yeah. and stuff like people, where the intent is, you you know, you want to see how far a game can go. And and part of that is the the more community based part of it, where it's it's exciting when you discover, you know, new things because as a community you can see how 
we can use that to just uh, you know as a whole um, bring the time lower and lower and uh, there's in that sort of aspect kind of there's more of like a it's more of an empowering sense kind of like amongst everyone when they you know they can kind of figure that out together like like routing and and, and comparing strategies and sharing these things and kind of creating a route that that takes from the ideas of many people is 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 a is another really validating aspect to it yeah so, so like in a sense like you're kind of working together also like at least in the sense of like trying to see how far the game can go i think that's really cool that it has like two kind of sides to it you know what i mean but like is would you say that speedrunning is like an esport like i don't know what constitutes an esport but would you say it's an esport or what is the definition of esport hello i'm confused <laughs> <laughs> i think like like part of me like the way i see it is like i think esport is a pretty fluid definition as well i think that like an esport is you know like uh honestly i think in my head what i the first thing i think of when i think of esport is anything is any sort of competitive media that can be monetized to me monetization is like the core aspect to you know the, the sport part to me uh-huh. um mm-hmm. and i'm not going to argue that you can't monetize speedrunning um but uh, and then I, th- the one thing I think that stands out with speedrunning from other like esports like, like um you know the like like League of Legends and um stuff is that it's uh it's sort of it's more kind of like decentralized and not really like um. There's and... not like one rule set that that kind of guides every single speedrun it's kind of like each game has its own rules yeah yeah yeah, exactly it's it's like it's a it's like sub communities that kind of yeah operate under different things and rule sets and things change you know frequently with the with the discovery of different you know concepts and or you know glitches or or ideas or just you know kind of even like really esoteric stuff about like should we do this or should we do that or is this okay to do and it seems like um, another funny aspect is the games that you're playing on this competitive level are uh, there's not really like a there's not really like a like a like you're like we're still understanding and like picking or picking around with these video games and it's like the yeah the game changes and the rules change as we figure stuff out in these games so it's kind of like it's a little more it's just like really different and it kind of to me in my head it just kind of sits on a different like area in like the in the spectrum of like you know esports kind of things so it's kind of yeah. got like a similar base but in like the core of it it's a very different like process with like esports isn't it like I'm not really familiar, so I'm sorry. But um, aren't those just like matches? Like, like you get you have your team, and then you get paired up with another team, and it's just like a match. Whereas like speedrunning, like the game is like it's a game. It has kind of like a story from start to finish, and you're just trying to get to the end as fast as possible. But like, can't you speedrun Minecraft? People do. Yeah. But, like, that doesn't have, like, a start to finish, so you'd have to, like... I mean... Someone would have to set the start to finish. Exactly. Like, um, for for Minecraft speedruns, usually, like, there's different categories, like there is for pretty much any other game. 
Um, yeah. It's basically like create a new world and then to end like beginning to Ender Dragon. Um, okay. And like some there's there's like uh, categories with and without seeds. There's categories like with oh, seeds, yeah. but like all armor or like all weapons or something like like that kind of stuff. Like all achievements is another one. Um, so yeah. It's wow. Same thing. Okay, so, that makes sense. Yeah. Interesting. I am. I'm actually really curious to know how both of you got in or like figured out, found out what speedrunning was and like why you started. Like I don't think I know this from Mateo, but I'd love to know it from both of you. How did you start? Why? Like how did you find out about it? Uh, so, um, so like back in like 2013, I was on Twitch, um, looking for someone who was streaming like Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. Because I really liked the game and I wanted to watch someone watch it or play it live, I guess. Um, mm -hmm. And then I, I liked watching smaller streamers since um, bigger, like, I, I liked having a conversation with the person who's actually streaming. So I went to, like, a smaller streamer who was doing, like, I had no clue what he was doing, but he was, like, I think he was doing, like, a, an Ocarina of Time bingo, which is, like, so bingo is kind of like a an off category of speedrunning um, for different games. Basically, like, you have a, a bingo card of objectives and you try to do all those objectives and fill into, like, a row column or diagonal. Um, <coughs> and so that was, like, my first exposure to it, and I thought it was really cool, so I tried doing it myself. But I couldn't... I couldn't... I was bad, and I couldn't play Ocarina of Time because it's a hard game, uh, even back in 2013. So that's where um, one of the biggest games I like played as a kid that I really really loved and like probably would want to play again was Jack 2 so that's where I like I looked up Jack 2 runners and I found uh the Rick's or, or Ricky and I messaged him and January 2014 I did my first speed run wow yeah. yeah it amazes me that like how how much like how much of a long-standing member of this like speedrun community that you've been <laughs> uh, like I always forget that you've just been involved in it for upwards of like five, almost six years. <laughs> yeah, it's it's mainly because like there is a period of time where speed like younger speedrunners weren't really as like welcomed as as they are now. Like um, the like back in the day, there was a lot of people who who would kind of just write you off, and I was like fourteen at the time, so I I wasn't on like the the rack of like older more experienced or even that good of speedrunners so um i didn't really i didn't really make too many friends in the community and so there wasn't really much of a reason for me to to stick around so i took a few years off um and people kind of just forget the the beginning part of my journey and just kind of remember when i showed back up last year <laughs> so <Wow. laughs> what a story yeah what about uh what about you Sigina? <laughs> So my first exposure with speedrunning, it was it was just like a it was um, I think a lot of people kind of get you know their first exposure to it is through the big conventions like the the, the awesome games done quick. So for me it was like that like I was at a friend's house and he in a lot of my other friends like were they're they're you know they're more like like you know gamers you know they they played like the like league and all that stuff. And they had their so they were watching Twitch, and one of them had the the AGDQ stream going, and it, I remember it was Chrono Trigger, and it was the it was like 
I don't know a category or anything, but it was just it was uh, the Chrono Trigger speedrun, and he was watching it, and he was he was really into it, and he was kind of describing it to me, and I was watching it, and um, I didn't really get it, like I thought it was interesting, and uh, right off the bat, I, I didn't think I did think it was cool that it was like a charity event and stuff, but I didn't think about it too much, um, and I think that was in 2014, um, and then later on. Like, like about maybe, I want to say maybe like a year down the road, I was a senior in college, and I was just chilling uh, in my house, and the thought occurred to me that I just kind of wanted to try it, and I wanted yeah. to kind of experiment with speedrunning and just see if I could, like, you know, get halfway decent at it, and so I was trying to, and I, and I thought, like, what game could I, like, 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 what game do I love, you know, that I would want to, you know, play for hours and stuff. And it's like, and it's kind of funny because the very first game I thought was was Jack Two, and I just decided mm-hmm. like that's like one of my favorite games as a kid, so I wanted to try that. And I learned the the route on I, I the only copy I had was the PS3 like the HD remaster. Oh yeah. And I had that, and I had like an old like Mad Cats like controller, like the see through <laughs> like little tiny one, and it was like it was like really really gnarly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I. I watched Ricky's 121. I think it, it was at it was it was the hour 21 run that he did at uh, ESA like in 2013 or something. Yeah. And that was like my baseline. So I was learning kind of this pre-hover route, and I and me and my housemates like we sort of like it was sort of this, this little passion project that I got really into was like I just want to learn the route and then just do like a you know a legit you know speed run. And they yeah. were kind of they called they kind of followed me with it. And it was, uh, it took, like, months to learn, like, the, this route of Jack 2. It was, like, it took forever. Um, and, uh, halfway through learning it, we, I, I decided, I was like, I want to watch other runners, and I kind of, and then I kind of got wise to, like, speedrun.com. I kind of figured out that was a thing. And and then Mm -hmm. I saw there were leaderboards, and I thought that was cool. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go to this world record video. And at the time, I think the world record was, was unreal, had, like, um, had, like, a 105, and I thought that okay. was interesting because that's substantially faster than the 121. And I thought, okay, so I watched that, and then and then I see him doing hovers, and I'm like, wait a minute, what is this? <laughs> so then I like I scramble all over the internet, and I'm like, why is he flying through the air? And then eventually, yeah, I came across like um, like Ricky's hover tutorial. So I kind of had to like retcon a bunch of this other stuff that I kind of already learned, which yeah. you know, admittedly, it's good practice and and stuff. But yeah, so then I. I had to. I went back to the drawing board for a few things, and then I think, like two or so months before graduating from college, I sort of like made an evening out of like getting a PS3 set up. You know, I didn't record it, and then I downloaded Live Split and I finagled it to get all the splits there, and I did a run, yeah. and it took me like my first ever run. I think was an hour fifty-seven minutes and twenty seconds. What? And, that was like the first Jack Two run. That was the first speed run I ever did, and it was like wow. I was like mentally like exhausted at the end of my, it. My my <laughs> first Jack Two run was almost three hours. Wow. So yeah, yeah and was, I was um, exhausted after that. <laughs> yeah, like I I worked so much on just like I would play the game and I just in my head like my main thing was like like it's okay if I just like. Suck, but I don't want to die. Like I don't want to take all these deaths everywhere and like screw up like you know the sewers or yeah. or die to like the crew fights. So I spent a lot of time just like 
getting at least good enough to not like die you know and of course mm-hmm. i did you know all the time <laughs> everywhere but it was like um but it was pretty like validating to kind of to kind of finish the run and kind of yeah. do it and um it uh it was kind of fun because my my housemates they were you know in and out of the living room and they were kind of like checking in on it and i was doing it and they were all pretty like stoked for me when i did it and um so that was cool yeah, and then i and then i proceeded to put down jack two for like a year and a half <laughs> i didn't touch it again and <laughs> i went to Link's awakening dx for the game boy color yeah and got like really really into that and that's still one of my all-time favorites um before i you know came back to jack two yeah for sure i know i i seen you stream that a fair bit Wow. Oh my god. Speedrunning sounds so fun. I could... I don't think I could ever do it. Like, I... I don't know. It takes I a game... I get too... I'm sorry. It takes a game that you, like, really love, and, like, it also kind of... If the run is good, too, like, that also helps. Like, Jack 2, being yeah. being that it was a very good... Like, it was a very big game for me as a child and then also the run is really fun like i, I very much enjoy the run so that's it i mean it helps because not only is it motivating to motivating to like get better um but it's also like you have fun playing so yeah i don't like have a game that i would say i mean like minecraft is the only one c- that comes yeah. to mind and that's so like it it changes and Minecraft also is hard. i don't like minecraft for finishing the game i like minecraft for like yeah. other things yeah yeah to me minecraft is it's supposed to be like an escape and it's supposed to be a little relaxing so at least for me yeah. like the concept of, of incorporating this like you know high stress kind of <laughs> <laughs> element to it is like yeah. counterintuitive for why I, like i personally play it <laughs> yeah I'm sure. already stressed. I don't, <laughs> I don't need more. <laughs> Doing things that I love, like video games. Oh my god, cannot imagine yeah. stressing over a video game. Yeah. But like, wow, what you guys do is amazing. Like, <laughs> it's why? Really fun. Why do you like speedrunning? Like, what? What? What do you like about it? I, th- I think, uh, like a, a big part of growing up like being you know learning like being a musician and learning music to me like practicing and maintaining it and you know and upkeep with uh playing an instrument or practicing it and then working on stuff to you know improve and eventually you know build your you know your skill set you know at music it kind of it's really it's a really satisfying kind of sense of like like self-discipline and and you know really sticking through um with something and uh really getting down to the nitty-gritty like um little things to work on and honing your skills and then kind of seeing where mm-hmm. you, how far you've gone you know from when you started and and seeing speedrunning it was really it was a really attractive kind of hobby to you know to try getting into because yeah. it kind of had the same feeling it was it was like you know it it is a practice of you know self-discipline and self-improvement just in a different way where you can sit there for hours and just practice the same trick over and over and over and and it's and it's yeah it's really it feels good and it's satisfying to to really like like master you know something and and really learn how to play it on this high level uh so i kind of i kind of 
I drew a lot of parallels between it and like playing music. Wow. That's cool. That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Mateo, tell yeah. me why you like speedrunning. Um, well, for me, uh, it, it's so I've, I've always been like a competitive person, um, mm -hmm. but I'm not really good at things. Uh, <laughs> me? <laughs> um, uh, but but I would always be like super competitive. And so like, um, the, I, I'm very picky about games I play too. So if I was, I don't like playing a game to get better at it. I like playing a game to have fun. Like there's a select few games <laughs> where I just want to keep playing to get better at it. And one of them was Jack two. Now, like it's kind of the, what kept me going back in speed running is like getting better at this, at this game. Um, and then being like kind of competitive with it. Uh, like my, my biggest motivation is when someone like beats my time and, and like pushes me down on the leaderboard because then I, then I'm like, this is, this is the game that I put a lot of hours into and I'm, I'm not going to let myself drop down like that easily. I mean, now I do because I don't really <laughs> speed run much, uh, as of right now. Um, I don't know if that'll change, uh, but, um, but yeah, as of like right now, that's stuff different but that's i mean that's kind of why i kept going back to it it was was the uh competition um in a game that i loved that's not necessarily like built for competition you know yeah i think that's really cool so do <clears throat> i'm sorry um you don't think that you're going to continue well i think i'm, I'm definitely going to go back <laughs> to speed running but i don't know when i'm going to have the opportunity to I, I stopped speed running over the summer <coughs> because um uh there was just a lot of other things that i had going on that i needed to take care of and for for me if what getting better at jack 2 meant playing it every night for a few hours um mm -hmm. and and doing attempts then for a few hours but then you know there were so many other things that i i wanted to to get going that if i if i wanted to keep playing jack 2 but i wouldn't be getting anywhere because i wouldn't have time to practice and so i figured i'd just come back to it when i had more time to actually like sit down and and get better so i i think if i have a lot if i have extra time at school and and stuff i, I might get back into it but um like i'm bringing my crt to school with me and everything but i don't I, like i don't know when or if it's gonna happen so yeah gotcha i think it's really cool that speedrunning is like it's like a sport like you practice and mm -hmm. you you like play like you know what i mean like you practice and practice and practice yeah but you don't even know if you're gonna perform that well yeah and it's not even when like it comes to it it's all wow. up to you too like there's a like if you're comparing it to esports there's a lot of um games where it's very team oriented and it's not just your fault if you're if you lose oh, right yeah. it's like the entire team but with speed running it's like it's all on you you know um and there's a lot of like pressure with it so I mean, like, especially if you're ahead, you run in, like, with Jack 2, you run into something, you hit it the wrong way, and, and that's, that's, like, you lose minutes, so. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's, that's so cool. Okay. Sikinar, what uh -huh. game was it that you became the world champion of for some sort of amount of time? What game was that? Um, that game would have, that, that was Jack 2. Um <gasps> For, Tell me about that. Yeah, when I when I first kind of returned to it, it was because I had been 
I had been uh, speedrunning and streaming for maybe about a year and a half to two years prior to that, and I was doing the Link's Awakening DX, and um, I'd really identified with that game as like my, my main speed game, and um, mm -hmm. I put a lot of time and kind of threw myself at it, and then I, uh, uh, a lot of people were aware that I had um, played Jack 2 like you, in the past, and they, um, they, um, so at some point I just kind of decided to, to try it up again. A lot of people kind of encouraged me to try, you know, changing it up or something. Uh, you know, maybe if you're, you know, getting burnt out on one game, it's fun to try something else. And, uh, starting back up, it was like, um, uh, it was pretty pretty hard that game was it's actually when i first you know kind of decided i wanted to try to take it a little more seriously it was a pretty frustrating um uh process at first uh with that game specifically one of the main mechanics to um to it being this hover glitch which is uh incredibly finicky and kind of this like gatekeeper to to really lowering your time past a certain point mm -hmm. uh it was it was um uh, kind of tricky, but it, um, at the same time, I was kind of just going at it with that same mindset of just, you know, you, you get as much out of it as you put into it, so, um, the months went by, I had, like, a 150, and then I was able to kind of get it into the 130s, and then, like, you know, uh, slowly down, and then I think when I got, my first sub-110 was, like, a pretty, like, exhilarating moment, I got a 108.50, I think, and that was, it was like, uh, like, like I'm not usually like I don't really get like super stoked or yell, but like I had like I had a bit of like a pop off moment when I did when I did that because that was pretty exciting. Um, I know my and, first sub one ten was also pretty pop off ish. <laughs> yeah, I got to watch your first sub one ten live, and that was really exciting. <laughs> that was really right. yeah. for you. Was yeah. Um, and then I think. Um, the the community for that for that game you know as it is now it's it's a it, 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 there's a lot of really really cool personalities and you know in the community for Jack and mm -hmm. a lot of really helpful people I think at the time uh, Boomer and Vazer and Piggle were people who I was in correspondence with pretty regularly mm -hmm. and um, we th they were very helpful for me at first when I was still kind of trying to wrap my head around a lot of the more um, advanced concepts in that game. Um, and then uh, there, for the period between like the sub 110 down to when I got like the, 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 when I got the record for the first time, I was sort of like in this, in, I was sort of in this like weird, uh, in this zone, I guess I was like really, really determined and it was it was kind of like a, it was a interesting time. I was uh, because I think deep down, I felt like I was I, I enjoyed it so much, and I, I and I was like knew that I I was kind of willing to put so much time into it that I kind of got absorbed in it, and um, yeah, it was like a, a lot of those grinds like like were some of the longest and more like intensive grinds I've ever really done like I there were like weeks or you know three three or so nights a week I was doing like you know these five plus hour streams of yeah. just playing that game and just you know grinding it out and working on stuff 
Um, and then it was the 101.16 was the first record I got for that game. And that was in preparation for SGDQ. Oh, yeah. Because at the time, I think I'd already submitted it and it had gotten accepted. And so from there, that was like an additional fire that kind of went under me when mm-hmm. I was playing the game was I thought, like, you know, I'm taking this to SGDQ for the whole time before it. I'm just going to, you know, just kind of let loose on this game and just keep playing it. And, um, and then by the time I got to SGDQ, I think my personal best was a 150, was a 101.53 um, or a, one, a 153. Um, and I was kind of stoked I was able to kind of squeak under the 101 before SGDQ. Yeah, that's super cool. Was that the, like, record-breaking score? I mean, time? Uh, at the time, yeah, the the 153 was the was the record. And then wow. um, I, I, only, I only beat it one more time after that. I got the 137, um, I think, a few months after the fact. <laughs> and, and then that stood... For, I think about 11 months or so yeah um, it stood for a while yeah that How one did you feel um, it was like um, you know you know it, it, admittedly yeah it, it felt pretty cool to you know to kind of um, have you know have the the fastest like recorded run and everything um, I think uh, some of the most fun I had during that period of time when I, I was I had like the record and stuff was I I produced a lot of little tutorial videos um, during that time and those were really fun to make because I really liked kind of talking about the tricks on this like deeper level yeah and kind of breaking I really them like down. I like that stuff too <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's really fun and and I liked um, kind of trying to like a lot of stuff that maybe didn't have enough documentation or I felt like could use like you know more documentation or descriptions i it was i liked making them and creating like little resources uh, mm-hmm. for stuff that i kind of remembered struggling a lot with mm-hmm. and um uh, maybe some of them at the current moment they're maybe not as up to date or anything but uh um i kind of hope that you know on some level those were like valuable to people who are learning it and stuff oh for sure i i know i know for me i used your um underport skip tutorial and that that helped me out a lot um i kind of do it a little bit differently now but like at the time i don't i wouldn't have been able to do it like it was a it was it was good enough for me to to learn underport skip so uh <laughs> yeah yeah i'm definitely like yeah i'm i'm glad it it, it did help a lot of people and stuff because uh, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's kind of a bummer when you really want to enjoy something and get into it but there are a few things that are like you know so discouraging that it kind of turns you off from it, and if yeah. and if you kind of had a little more help, it would keep this, you know, the momentum of, you know, the, you know, the stuff, you, like the fun part of speedrunning. Yeah, and, you know, enjoying it. Um, was it rewarding to get that that time, or did you still feel like you, like you wanted to, go like, do it in less time? You know what I mean? Was it rewarding, or did you feel like you could do better? I think like, um. The, the first words I said after getting the 101.16, I think, I just looked at it and I said, like, God damn it, because I knew <laughs> that that run could have been a sub-101, and I sort of, I slipped up a little bit at the end, and I was, I was, I was very, like, kind of sour about that run, because uh, yeah. I, I, to me, it was, like, 
I more like like I, I was I I wanted to see how far like I could take it, you know, and um, I knew just from like you know looking at my own run, looking at like my you know adding up like my best times and stuff, I knew that I was nowhere near kind of this level that I like I I knew I could get to. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. At that point, I'm sorry. What? No, you you're good. Yeah, it was. Yeah, at that point, I was still very determined to to bring it. Like I knew the the sub one hundred one was was so very close because I knew I had a shot at it. Um, if it weren't for yeah. like you know, um, uh, making you know these series of mistakes and stuff. Um. So yeah, at the time, I had no intention of really settling with that. Wow. Um. What year was that? That was in twenty seventeen, I believe. Yeah, that was um, a couple months before the SGDQ, so maybe the first half of 2017. Yep. Actually, wow. fun fact, um, Sheridan Siki actually did Jack 2 in uh, during the marathon at SGDQ last year. So, um, ah. yeah, that was pretty Whoa. cool. Wait, 2017 was last year? Yes. Whoa. It is 2018. Whoa. Sorry. <laughs> I'm living in the future. <laughs> um, <clears throat> wow, that that's awesome. I Wow. Um, oh my god. <laughs> what, what, have you been speedrunning, like, recently, or, like, now? Like, what games do you play now? Do you still play Jack 2? Um, at the moment, it's, um, the, just, um, because of, you know, like, like, the way, like, real life goes and stuff, the, the past few months have been a pretty, pretty busy time for me, and the, the, unfortunately, for the time being, I have not, really done much of anything in terms of you know jack or even just like you know gaming and you know in any sense um it which has been sort of kind of like a bummer i'm definitely like i I don't feel like um like it's i definitely like i'm excited to when i kind of get back into like a rhythm um of things and i kind of been able to really set aside time for it i definitely want to return to it and do it more um specifically jack like it like I haven't even turned on my PlayStation in like three months, and wow. it's uh. Do you, you think know, like like? I'm sorry. Uh, do you think when you come back that you'll be looking at Jack two or or do you think you're gonna try and go back to Ori or Link's Awakening? Ori or... is definitely an unfinished project for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I that was another game that um, it like the. That game really did click with me on this level because it, you, um, in a similar way to Jack, it was just really satisfying to just really go over a lot of the tricks and a lot of and a lot of the things in there are these really um, um, input heavy, um, you know, high risk high reward type tricks mm-hmm. where if you if you get them, you know, you save like you know a handful of seconds and if you lose them, you end up either breaking even or you you know you kind of you kind of sacrifice a lot of time to them. Yeah. And I, uh, yeah, that was a really nice kind of way to kind of step away from Jack for a mm-hmm. little bit. Um, and um, there was a tournament that actually happened as I was kind of getting into it. So I, so I competed in that, and I, and and that was um, like a really really great way to kind of keep like kind of get me started on that because um, a lot of community you know contribution to it, and the, the community is is really active and helpful yeah you Um, cut your time down pretty quickly during that tournament i know that was one thing that a lot of the announcers were 
were pointing out. Yeah, the tournament helped me really try to see like how much improvement I could squeeze into like you know the time I had allotted between these matches because mm-hmm. this yeah the, the when it was in a tournament setting the sort of competitive side of me said like you know I really want to like I want to like I you know I want to do well in the tournament. Do, yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I really did want to do well, you know, and so I took a lot of time out of my day just really, really working on the tricks and getting better at it and stuff. Mm-hmm. How much time would you say that you've put into speed running, like overall, total? Overall, if I had to think, like when when I'm really oh, in those like those <laughs> grinds, it's probably upwards of like three to four hours. Um, you know, on a daily basis, if I'm like streaming regularly and, you know, and even not streaming, I'm, you know, practicing. So if I had to guess, maybe like, uh, maybe it's, it's not, a lot. Like, maybe, <laughs> like five, six thousand hours over the course of my life, maybe. It's yeah. Something wow. Like, Was yeah. it worth it? Yeah, I'd say it's a pretty big part of, you know, of, of my life considering, you know, how much time I spent doing it and a lot of the you know, the people that I've, that I've, you know, met throughout it and that I'm in, you know, regular correspondence with, like, online and who I've met in person a handful of times because of, like, you know, these charity events. Yeah. It's, yeah. like, I feel like I would definitely be, like, a very different person if I didn't, um, you know, you know, if I, if this, if I had never done this and, you know, came across I it. I think so, for me as well, for sure. That's awesome. That's so great to hear. Wow, that's incredible. I think... Ah... I just think it's so cool that they have, like, um, would you say a convention? I don't know if, not a convention, but, like, a charity a charity event. There we go. I think it's so cool that they have these charity events for speedrunning. Like, I didn't even know what speedrunning was until I met Mateo. Like, to me, it seems like something so small, but, like, for everyone else, it's so big, and they have, like, this charity event and where you guys get to meet, and that's so yeah. cool. Do you ever, like, look at people and then just think, like, oh, wow, like, you're my competitor? Or is it just, like, oh. hey, this is really cool and, like, we're friends and it's awesome? I know. I know personally everyone in the community is a friend over competitor. Like, people will compete yeah. to beat their times, but, like, it's such a niche community that, like, you're just going to get along with people. Um, I mean, in my personal experience anyway. Yeah, I kind of agree. It's it's such a small community that you inevitably you like get to know most of the people, you know, who are, you know, relatively active to some degree. You get to know them like pretty well, you know, beyond just like, you know, identifying them as, you know, a uh, a, another Jack Two, you know, speedrunner. You kind of you kind of put you have a name and, you know, often a face to them. Yeah. And um it's so yeah, it is funny how when you think of it that way, uh but at the same time um, you you know with without trying it you you tend to like humanize the, you know everyone around you who's kind of contributing to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. What would you say was your biggest like hurdle that you needed to overcome to get like a time that you were satisfied with? Um. In general and across all of speedrunning, I would say my biggest hurdle, which I think was kind of um what what Link's Awakening DX gave to me was mm-hmm. was uh it, that game gave me like a, a better mindset going into future speedrun endeavors because mm-hmm. uh like your your mindset and your and your temperament with speedrunning um it controls a, like your your success at it i think to you know 
by a large degree, um, you know, like whether or not you're able to, um, like your your decision making in general, and I think in general, in in an emotional response to these things, like making mistakes and stuff. Like I yeah. used to, I used to really, uh, I I I struggled a little more with you know maintaining composure under high stress situations or you know under making mm -hmm. mistakes um, when I first yeah. started. I and you know it, it's pretty upsetting to get you know to make mistakes or get you know to lose potentially good runs. Yeah. Um, and uh, over time, I was able to sort of become a lot more self-aware of that and. Mm -hmm kind of look at look at it from like a more like like a healthier perspective i guess um and reminding yourself that you know why you're you know why you're doing it in the first place because it's fun yeah. and you like these games and you know that's so great yeah i think if i ever tried tried to speed run a game i think that would be my biggest like getting frustrated thing to overcome yeah because yeah. I, I get so frustrated and then i'd be like why am i even doing this what? yeah it's so hard yeah that's 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 a thought yeah you get a lot where you're like you're like like why am why, i like why am i why doing why do this? i keep playing the same game over and over again what the heck and sometimes <laughs> you gotta ask yourself you have to think like well yeah why why are you yeah, like like if on, a, if on a really deep level you're not having fun then that's you know that is just part of yeah, um, you know, you, you got to kind of be real with yourself on a certain level. And there are a lot of games that I've tried, and there are a lot of nights when I'd be doing runs. And I think like, like the you know, I'm not I'm not going into this with like any kind of like healthy mindset. So you just have to kind of take a step away from it. Yeah, I know I've like said on stream before, like, you know, I'm not really having fun with runs tonight, so I'm just gonna cut it here. Like I I've just. Cause, cause you kind of have to. If you just force yourself, you're never gonna have fun. So you gotta kind of mm -hmm. play on the motivation, like ride the motivation. Cause that's for me, like when I would get PBs and stuff like that. Yeah, and I think when you're in that mindset, that's a little more focused on yeah the, that activity, and you can kind of stay motivated. Um, it makes like you know like like you know like the, the learning process and improving on the tricks and stuff. It, it kind of cements a little deeper, I think, because you're just a lot more, you know, you're a lot more focused and um, enthusiastic about improving in general. Yeah. So, um, Siki, uh, you make music. Mm -hmm. You you uh, you are not just a speedrunner, but you have multiple talents, and you make some really cool music. Um, a few weeks ago, we had someone on who's a producer for more kind of electronic dubstep kind of beats, but you kind of have more of a chill vibe with a lot of your music. Um, so if you want to talk about that a little bit, I'm definitely interested. Like on like your process and motiv like motivation for that is uh, and like core. Also, you know. do you still play the oboe? He, 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 I played the oboe. Oh, oh the, the shoot! Bassoon. I knew this—the bassoon. <laughs> I had it. I looked it up. I ah, my God! I'm sorry. It's okay. It's I, the double I had it everyone, on my Google. Gets the, you know the wires crossed <laughs> the a little oboe. bit. The <laughs> God, I'm so bad. <laughs> Do you still play the bassoon? I need to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I still play it. Um, there every now and then there's like little uh, local projects and and musicians who, um, I'll kind of contribute a little bit to that. When I was in college, like all the way from like junior high to, to college for about you know twelve or thirteen years, I I was in like it, I did like orchestras and I played in a few operas and that was pretty fun. Oh, that's um, cool. 
yeah, it's 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 yeah. definitely like a it's it's a really it's a really fun instrument to play. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, when I, I when I went to school, um, I went and I went to school to study to study music theory and composition. And one of my main things was growing up, I you know I've always loved like video game soundtracks because I played a lot of you know games yeah. as a kid and like with my brother and stuff. And the you know the music to them I always you know was like it was like either really like emotionally you know a lot of emotional responses because you get an, into these games and their stories and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of there's this transformative aspect to you know when you hear the music again you're kind of back in this world. And I thought it was so cool how you know powerful music could be. So I, I always kind of wanted to, to try doing that and, and, and making music for something that was, you know, um, it was the sum, it, it was one part to multiple things which sum up to like a, you know, like a bigger experience like a video game. Mm-hmm. And there was a there was a game design the uh, major at the school that I attended, and um, the. The, that that whole group of you know students were really cool and and for like the final projects oftentimes the students would be making like a game they would kind of assemble like a little like a team like a little studio type thing and they would pull in artists and and from other like majors and other parts of the school to kind of contribute so I ended up having the opportunity to 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 write a couple like soundtracks to like these little games and stuff mm-hmm. wow. um, that's super cool. Yeah, that and, it, and that was like super fun because it was like exactly kind of what, what I, like what I thought it would be like where you you go in and you talk with the people and they kind of break down the game for you and you kind of have to you know understand the game oh you know a lot too, mm-hmm. and like you know you discuss like like the types of sounds you're supposed to hear at this part or that part and and how the music has to kind of integrate with, um uh, you know all the other aspects of it like the like the visual art and um like the mood and stuff um mm-hmm. so it um and i started out like just writing like uh, it was like kind of more simple stuff um like kind of chip tune like type of stuff um yeah and yeah so i i did i did that um um a lot in school and stuff and then leaving that i i kind of um I've always kind of enjoyed making more, like a lot of ambient type music, you know, like electronic definitely. Um, yeah. Uh, a lot of atmos- atmospheric, kind of with like a, a similar kind of vibe, like I like stuff that felt like, you know, like a, like a cinematic aspect to it or something. It's really yeah. enjoyable to kind of you know create these soundscapes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, just kind of as like, you know, just throughout, you know, going through life, I'll I'll always have like like one or two little projects that I'll just kind of um, off and on, you know, work on and spend time with. That's cool. That's, do, did any of the games that you made, like, music for, did any of them become, like, anything? Like, big games or, not like uh, big games, but they did be, did they become anything? Yeah, a lot of the ones I made where the soundtracks I made, they, they, they actually did inevitably get, get, like, published on, on, mm-hmm. not, not like published through, like, you know, any big degree, but, um, yeah. The the majority of them at the time they were actually like 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 mobile games. It was kind oh. of a big thing. Okay. A lot of people were kind of uh, you know making games through. I think one of the there's programs like there's one called like Marmalade. I think it's this like really popular like like platform for dis- for making mobile games. Kind of like how Unity is like a PC type thing. Um, yeah. 
and and a lot of people were working with those kinds of programs and a couple of um, um one of the one of the teams that made um one of the mobile games they actually after graduating they were a little older than me they they wrote me back and then they they kind of commissioned me to do some tracks for another game that they did as their own like independent studio kind of outside That's of cool. school and ah, that was pretty exciting that's so and, cool. in that game it's it's called it's called alpaca party and it's like this mobile <laughs> game oh no it's the cutest game i've ever seen in my life the the um the artist is like is like amazing um they're on twitter and i think they're called um their handle is called commander space cat they're <laughs> really cool and talented and the the premise of the game it's kind of one of those games that you kind of play um it's like it's kind of like cookie clicker you you shave the alpacas and then you collect like the every time you shave one you get a little bit of money <laughs> and, you, <laughs> and you can buy stuff and 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 where my where, and where my music kind of came into it was there's a gift shop and you could like upgrade your your music player um to get like you know you start from like a little ham radio to like a turntable and eventually you get like a dj like alpaca like spinning these discs and it was it was a really fun project because there was sort of like a like a, a motif like a theme melody that I wrote for the core song and I had to kind of remix the same song five times in varying styles to accommodate the each like tier of like yeah. the music player you could get mm-hmm. um, which is pretty fun and uh, I think I think the game is still it's like I think it's available on some of the app stores I think it was like an iPhone and an Android thing. Um, I, wow. It looks like um, it's got around ten, uh, over ten thousand installs from what I'm. Looking oh, does at. it? Yeah, Apple cool. Party, Meow Puff Games LLC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Meow Puff Games. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's yeah, super so that cool. I can't super find cool. it. It's I, I found it on Google Play, but um. Yeah. iPhones are stupid. Right. <laughs> yeah and like every now and then like a lot of my college friends at the time you know i i, I you know spread the word about it networked it because i was super stoked on you know talking about it yeah and every now and then a couple of my friends will they'll send me screenshots of the game and, so, and some of my friends they have like all of like the crazy insane like unlockable alpacas because they've just been playing it for like years and they're like i just got this like new alpaca and it's like it's just like amazing that like like they're like like some of my friends got super into it and they loved it and they've like unlocked everything in it and it's that's cool yeah that's super that's cool. awesome wow someone who's created music for video games that's so cool <laughs> you're so cool <laughs> <laughs> that's really awesome i actually didn't even think about that aspect of video games like music mm-hmm. um i don't know if i've said this on the podcast before but um I am working on a video game idea with a friend, um, and I just, now that you've said that, like, I didn't even realize how important music is to video games. Sounds like you're going to be I getting n- a commission coming up. <laughs> 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 um, but, like, if you've ever seen a movie without music, it's, like, so weird. And... I, now that I think about it, a video game without music would be really, really strange. So, thank yes. you for saying that. You have added something important to my video game already. <laughs> That's just an idea. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm glad I was able to uh, share my share my thoughts on it. <laughs> thank you, thank you, <laughs> thank you, and thank you so much for 
being on our podcast. Yes, thank you for being our third ever guest. Yeah. Yeah, you're welcome. It's yeah, so this was this was all this was really fun. It's <laughs> cool talking yeah. to you. Yeah, we love doing them, so we're happy when people like them too. So. And yeah. we're yeah, we're just to, starting out, you know. Yeah. So. Episode yeah, I'll ten. I'll have to spread the word about this and you know tell people to to give you guys a follow and and stuff. So. Awesome. Oh, thank you so much. This is our 10th ever episode. So thank you. <laughs> you are our first double digit. Thank you for being on here. It means a lot to us. I know we already said that, but yep. it means a lot to me. <laughs> um, if you guys want to check us out on Twitter, we got all our links there. Um, our anchor link. We're on Spotify. We're on Google, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, twitter.com slash our whip. That's like our and then W I P. O U R W I P. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and Sikinar has. Sikinar. Yes. Um, Twitter and Twitch. Do you have a Twitter? I just told everyone you have a Twitter. He's got so. a Twitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they're, <laughs> okay, they're both um, Sikinar. <laughs> At Sikinar. S I C K S I C K E Y. No. S I C K Y N A R on Twitch and Twitter. Go ahead and check them out. Um, Give him a follow. Yes, but uh, otherwise, um, thank you guys we'll for for yeah. checking us out. Um, so, and we'll see you next week. Yeah, we'll see you next week. Episode. Yes. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>